Hello and welcome to season one. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. This is our podcast where we watch television shows that only aired one season and were canceled. We review them, recommend them, or decide that you shouldn't watch them and recommend you don't. Presley, Which is usually what we come up with. Exactly. That's that's so far been the uh, the the usual uh, the usual response. But there are those diamonds in the rough, and we're determined to find them. For uh, you, we suffer for our audience. We suffer for you. We do this for you. New tag. Um, and so the question for today remains. What about Constantine? Was this worth a watch? <laughs> we'll get into that. But first, Presley, can you please tell, uh, recap for me and tell our listeners who may have not watched the show about the show Constantine. Yes, I would love to. Um, yeah, spoiler warning, as is uh, customary at the start of each of our episodes, because we talk about the whole show and talk about all the facets of it, um, you know, either have watched it or, uh, you know, uh, don't care about it. Um, so as Andrew mentioned, today we're talking about the paranormal horror show Constantine, which ran for a single season on NBC uh, before being canceled. Uh, the show stars John Constantine, Matt Ryan, a seasoned demon hunter and master of the occult as he battles the forces of evil. Together with the help of his nearly immortal friend Chaz, played by uh, Charles Halford, uh, along with Zed, played by Angelica Silea, I think is how you say it, uh, who is a seer and who can use her visions to kind of guide them to the next battle or engagement or future of what could be happening. And uh, finally, Manny, played by Harold Pernu, Perinu. It's a French name, so I'm going to assume Perineau. it's Perinu. Parano, thank you. Sorry, sorry, Harold. Uh, who is an angel, a literal angel, uh, sent down to watch uh, over Constantine and kind of guide him. Prior to the events of the show, uh, John is in over his head with a child exorcism, and he dooms the child that he is trying to exorcise and his own soul to hell. So he has locked in to the fact that as soon as he dies, he is going to hell, and there is. Uh, no way out of it. Uh, nothing can change his fate. Uh, knowing that there's nothing he can do to change it, uh, our, he becomes a very reluctant hero. Uh, but he still cares about people and fights against the growing evil and tries to stop the looming threat uh, that he and others have, uh, have seen growing in the shadows. Uh, guided by a scry map, which is a new term uh, to me, which is where you use like blood on a map to show you where things are happening, um, it shows them the locations all over the U.S. of potential sites of evil. And as they discover these sites, uh, we watch them as they battle demons and take on people with evil intent and do things that are uh, trying to harm the world and basically grow this evil to manifest, uh, you know, uh, hell into earth. As the show continues, but through the halfway point, we discover that all of this is being organized by an ancient occultic evil doer worshiper people called the brujeria which originated in argentina and ultimately the show concludes uh with us discovering that zed our seer and constantine's kind of partner like the person who's most regularly at constantine's side 
has a brain tumor, uh, which may or may not be causing all of her visions and her seer ability and could be fatal, could be benign. She is leaving it up to fate to decide what, what should happen. Uh, and we also discover that Manny, the, the guardian angel of Constantine, is actually the person who is orchestrating all of the evil workings and is running the brujeria. So we, we get this, you know, kind of wonderful twist. And that's literally the, the ending of the show. John is just ready to take on his next uh, case, his next client, his whatever. And we're left with uh, Manny revealing uh, that he is truly the, the evil workings going on behind the scenes uh, and... The show ends on a semi-cliffhanger. Nothing really happened to our main cast, but that is what happens. And uh, that was Constantine. A semi-cliffhanger. Not just that the the, the guardian angel of John uh, just, you know, came out with the fact that he was behind all of the evil. But um, it, it's not like it's not like John is like dangling off a ledge about sure. to die and Manny's like about to kick off his hand as he's about to fall. It's like the the ending of the show is Manny releases a like semi foe of Constantine. He's like a you know a, a, someone who like is a bother to Constantine and like Constantine doesn't respect, but he's not like an evil character. And he releases him from custody, which Constantine had got him arrested, and then says, like, oh, the brujeria works for me, and then flies away, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, that's not kill, it's kill a pseudo-cliffhanger to me. I mean, it's a cliffhanger in the fact that it's, it's like, a huge, like, defining piece of the story. It's, like, huge 180 in the story a little bit, or at least a big, like, massive realization, and then, you know, that's the last episode, so you don't know what happens afterwards. Like... I think you need to look up the definition of a cliffhanger. Like it doesn't just mean that someone was near death and the episode ends or something. I mean, to be fair to myself, I did call it a cliffhanger. You, you, you like belittled it as, as in the, the, the hierarchy of hang or not hangovers of, of (laughs) cliffhangers. It was like some little bitch cliffhanger that like didn't mean much. Okay. Let's compare it to some previous cliffhangers that we've had on the show before. Great. Alcatraz. Give me, give me a, oh my god. Ends man. with the lead actress, the main character that we've been following this whole time, dying in a hospital room as she we discover an evil No, she literally flatlines. That is the last shot of the show that is her mean dead she body. Died. Okay, she dies in that moment. Also, okay. while revealing a, a another character who is in this hidden map room that they've been trying to unlock for the whole time, laughing maniacally like a crazy person that they succeeded in whatever the mysterious things. That's a cliffhanger because you have all the characters involved in what's happening and things matter to everybody in the situation that you've come to care about. Constantine has no knowledge that Manny's evil. Uh, Zed has no results about her cancer. Uh, None of the other character, you know, Chaz is just Chaz, which we'll discuss. And, you know, Manny is apparently evil. That's like a meh cliffhanger to me. All right. Well, I mean, it's subjective. It's a ledge right? hanger. Can we put it? Can we put it like that? No. Where like cliffhanger is like a massive, you know, cliff daunting, and it's like a ledge is like, oh, you're probably gonna hurt your leg, but it's not like no. gonna kill you. No, it was a legit cliffhanger. We don't need to argue <laughs> about this, but it was a legit. That's cliffhanger. literally the point of the show is for us to argue about these things. Smacking the gavel. Yeah. Well, sustain the comments moving get on. in the comments uh listeners <laughs> tell, you us, tell if you us think. what do you think yeah if you watch the show was it a good enough cliffhanger for you does it stack up to alcatraz um or any of the other shows we, we've watched or any other show you love mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, mm-hmm. now that we've talked about the wonderful ending of the show, tell me, tell me just your general thoughts about the show. What, what did you like? What did you dislike? General thoughts. Um, you know, it's a pretty decent show. I, yeah. I like, uh, you know, I've mentioned it a few times. I like the like procedural kind of show. I yeah. like when, you know, with, with frequency, you know, I, I liked that because it was a procedural thing with a good spin on it. Um, this was a procedural and a different kind of like in much different way right mm-hmm. there was that like you know hey something happened we're going to investigate figure out what it is and stop it uh kind of thing and catch catch whoever's doing it but it was like in a world that is not as played out yeah as as a lot of uh more like realistic shows uh that that kind of fit the crime procedural your law and order format your, are your uh, law and orders your your criminal minds she's yeah your csi your ncis your i mean there's literally it's it's impossible to actually name all of them uh especially if you include probably the canceled ones um yeah i I thought it was an interesting show um i i liked the horror aspect of it it was like spooky in some moments where i was like "Ooh, dang like they're kind of there were some genuinely scary moments yeah yeah like it it had some good scares at at times yeah um yeah and and i really enjoyed that because i like i kept getting into this this when i was watching I, i kind of got into like that crime procedural mindset where like, Oh, everything's going to be fine. Nothing's like too weird about this or whatever. And then all of a sudden like something scary would happen or something a little spooky. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) I forgot what kind of show this was for a second. Um, so that kind of kept me on my toes. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a decent show. Uh, I can, I can probably pinpoint, pinpoint a few things, uh, that might be reasons why it was canceled or why I would cancel it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was—I thought it was overall a pretty decent show. I enjoyed myself while I was watching it. It's a big marker of a good show, you know. If yeah. you're enjoying watching it, right? Yeah. What about you? What were your general thoughts? I—I uh, I also enjoyed the show thoroughly. Um, a little bit of background: I have some loose, cursory knowledge of Constantine uh, from from DC Comics because he is a DC Comics character. Oh um, yeah. But- shows yep. that we didn't mention it in the synopsis we but it's important yeah. um and like you know he's an official dc character in the sense of uh you know his licensing and all that and you also know this uh, sidebar he despite the show's cancellation matt ryan the character that is constantine in the show is brought back in other dc properties that have since aired and existed he is still to this day recently the voice of any constantine and any animated dc properties hmm. Uh, so he does all the voice acting for that. And then That's he cool. was a, a main cast member in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which was airing on the CW for three seasons. Like, So he had more legs to give on, on the Constantine angle. Um, and, and that was post this show? Yes. Uh, this? Legends of Tomorrow was like in uh, like 2014 through like 2019. It was canceled after its fifth season. But hmm. like, there's one season focused solely on him and his involvement with the legends who are the main cast of the oh show. And like he joins their, their ranks for a little while and he so periodically have, shows up. They must have run kind of concurrently. Cause I mean, our, our show for today, it ran in 2014 and 2015. Yeah. I think it, it was so canceled. Pretty, pretty and then like two other. years later is when the Arrowverse kicked off, um, mm. which started the whole like arrow flash, uh, Supergirl, all that stuff. And then DC mm, okay. Legends of Tomorrow was part of that whole universe, that shared uh, universe. And uh, he was he was in it. And that is my biggest, hey, this, like, if there's one thing to watch about the show is that 
this is an this is one of those in, small cases of literal perfect casting. There is no better Constantine that will ever or does ever exist. I consider this. You know how um, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies, and yeah, like and he, he just had, is he had that character. Be. He had to be. In... Yeah, he he's so perfect for it. That yeah. is like me with Matt Ryan and Constantine. Like he embodies the character and the personality and the like stature even like the way he sits and leans and mm. like you know he he's so is the character that like no one can tell me differently maybe people have different opinion about this but like pitch perfect casting on john constantine okay yeah i thought um, he was a, i thought he was a good cast for the role yeah uh, and i, I without I having any context show. of the character or or anything like i thought he was i thought he played the uh, uh, a conflicted like like aloof character pretty well yeah and i mean those are the best moments with john is like when the first time you cut to him in the episode is when he's like being kicked out of a woman he's just had like a one night stand with as her like boyfriend is coming home yeah and he's like (laughs) trying to smoke and like invite the boyfriend in to then continue uh having sex with them and she's like trying to push him out the window and it's like that's Mm -hmm. the john that i like appreciate and love and he does it extremely well and i like the rest of the cast too i think everyone does a really good job uh, i i think uh i think it's well acted i think the stories were mm-hmm. compelling and interesting and unique which i think is the biggest thing crime procedurals yeah. get really dull really quickly because they're just the same thing over and over again they're procedural um and i think that like each one of these had a nice unique flavor spin what have you uh that that felt that felt good so i re- i like the show a lot yeah okay um. Yeah, I'm trying to. And so, the podcast. So, okay. So yeah, and <laughs> we're done. We did uh, it. So Presley, I'm gonna pose this question to you because I always Please. go first. Give me a positive. Give me some negatives. Give me multiple positives. Whatever. Let outline them. Now take your general thoughts and and get specific. Okay, I ha- I have my notes here. My physical Pull notes, which notebook. we which we yeah. You can't see the recording, but here's the the sound of the pages. You hear that? That's my literal notebook where I take notes about these, uh, nice which cover. you can buy on our store at season1pod.com, just FYI. So um, some good stuff. I like, as I just mentioned, I like the uniqueness of each of the stories. It is not someone with a gun murdered somebody else because they were in love with them and the unrequited love, and so they got mad and then they killed, right? Like, it's it, I, I am bored by saying it because it's so old hat. It's like we have this demon that is hunting the children of uh, this one particular family because they've been wronged in the past. And now a nun needs to help John, who is his former lover, who then, you know, betrays him and shoots him in the back to leave him for dead to the demon after they Mm -hmm. rescued the children. Like that was very convoluted, but that's literally the plot. And it's like that's a fun story that has better stakes than a lot of other crime procedurals. And so I really Mm -hmm. do appreciate like each of the stories I can remember well in my head or 90% of them, I would say, and have like fun, unique twists and genre bending kind of stuff where sometimes they're kind of funny and eccentric. And sometimes they're like very dark and disturbing. And I like that it can kind of oscillate very fluidly amongst those things. My, my biggest bad, and this is something that is (laughs) going to come up a lot in other shows that we've watched and we've kind of seen some of it. Mm -hmm. The CGI and computer animation in this show is God awful. It is so bad (laughs) you're saying (laughs) phenomenal is a meme right now but like it is 
like watch the pilot if you don't believe us and you'll see like all of these things that are like really bad and then like every now and then you'll get that one shot that looks great where the the team the cgi people got like two extra hours one night to work on it and you're like oh that's actually good and then the rest of it's garbage and trash and it's very funny to me um the other thing uh that i mentioned is that while the acting is good whole heart like holistically constantine is the only likable character on the show uh I, I started to like Chaz like in the penultimate episode or something like that. The episode mm-hmm. that's about Chaz, I started to like Chaz, but that comes yeah. too late for me to care about him and they leave. Okay. I, I mentioned it in the intro, but Chaz is semi immortal because as a joke one day, Constantine blessed him with this like blessing that King Arthur gave to his knights. And then he is that night in a fire and is like trying to save people and, and fails and 46 people around him die and he lives. And he basically inherited the lives of 46 people through this, in, this stupid incantation that John like drunkenly mumbled to him. And so yeah, like, cause he he's can, like, get home safe. And then he just does this fucking thing. He like does a hand motion and then some, yeah. says some gobbledygook in Latin and they're just like laughing about it. And then basically Chaz can die 46 times. So yep. he's like semi immortal. And that comes up, but I think it's the ninth out of 12 episodes. And so like he dies multiple times and they never address it. And you're like, what, what is happening? Why is this person <laughs> now alive again? It's never explained yeah. up to that point. Um, so that was one thing. And John's a likable character. He's fun. He's interesting. He's an anti-hero in a, in a lot of ways, but like, mm-hmm. like I said, Matt Ryan is a compelling actor who plays the part really well. And he has written extremely well to show the nuances of, what he is doing and why he does bad things like, and why he is a very cold person because he ultimately cares a lot and has watched everybody in his life die around him. And so like, he has to balance these like genuinely wanting to do good, but being an asshole at the same time. And I, and I, uh, I like that, but no one else is interesting. Um, and those are my big bads. Uh, you know, what about you, Andrew? Tell me a good, tell me a bad. I mean, you pretty much, you pretty much, nailed most of what i wanted to say uh it was creative yeah honestly okay uh it it was creative um you know the the bad guys and their motivations and and the way that they did what they did and all that and how they addressed things was all very interesting um yeah and the in the storytelling was interesting like to your point uh when basically you know, John was betrayed by his former lover to save the baby babies that they had just saved, uh, to get them away from like this near unkillable demon esque thing. One of the sisters of Eve from yes. the Garden of Eden. Yes, thank you. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Um so, you know, I thought I thought it was interesting how he like because he's this anti-hero and he's already damned to hell and all of this, whatever, he has nothing to lose, but everything to gain in that episode, like he will do anything it takes. Right. Yes. And so then the nun pulls out a gun and shoots him without thinking. Cause she's like, we have to yeah. do whatever it takes. Yeah, exactly. And, and she reminds him of that. And then, you know, he's about to die. Uh, cause this thing is about to kill the shit out of him. And he also just got shot in the stomach or something or in the back and went through the stomach or, so, you know, whatever. It was a bad, it was, it was a pretty he's bad been shot in the abdomen. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. He's been shot in the abdomen and he like in, he like does a spell and like puts a demon into himself. He like, yeah. he like becomes one with a very, very, very strong, very bad demon to survive. He becomes demonically possessed it. willingly. He, yeah. He like makes himself, yeah, he gets himself possessed so that he can get through it. And then they continue beyond that with with like okay now we gotta get this thing out of me (laughs) 
yeah like i, I got really a like that situation it just rolls it to the next me. thing yeah and i thought that was really good so like the storytelling for the the episodes moving through all of those kinds of things were really good yeah um but i think that for me with the overarching theme of things it was a little bit like too little too late Mm-hmm. There was like this looming presence of like, oh yeah, this like bad stuff's happening and, and you know, it's all this stuff that we're dealing with is being caused by this bad thing. And then like you said, <laughs> that is literally, you said all that we learned it, in the show. Yeah. You, most of the way through we're like, oh, it's this like very, very old ancient group of like sorcerers or whatever vampires or something called the Brujaria that is actually behind all of this. And they're the, they're, they're motivated in some way to do bad. Abstract way that we don't know. (laughs) You know, which again is a, is a failure to explain it on their part. But it's so for me, it was like the storytelling that puts so much storytelling into like each individual episode to making it like interesting and make things, you know, compelling, but then forgot to tie things together until, you know, kind of the end. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things I had on my, like want more of column. It's not necessarily like a good or a bad, but like I wanted a big bad that John had lurking in the background the whole time. Manny yeah. ends up being that, which we find well, out there in was, the last quote unquote, 35 seconds, right? But exactly. Um, and so, but like the fact that like we find out about the Brujeria halfway through the season, right? The, the people that are orchestrating this. And then we find out in the last 30 seconds that Manny is behind the Brujeria, but it's not like we're seeing little moments. There's no dramatic irony or, or tension because yeah. everything that Manny does up until that last moment is ultimately helpful to John and his, his gang. Right. Like yeah. he, he we never see him do anything that isn't like angelic and good. Um, there was one thing. OK, tell us the one thing. That same episode, that last episode, he like John traps Manny into the body of a human to like force him to help him uh, save Zed and like kill this demon that's like in the hospital. Yeah, it's a penalty episode. Yeah. And Manny like has intercourse with the lady or the chick like the nurse that the doctor he was possessing yeah john like, traps him in a human body yeah traps and so him like in a human body he looks the, like that human he is that human but like he talks in like yeah of him. yeah and and so like this angel who's like pure of heart and all of this but can't feel like, emotions is like can, yeah can't he's, physically he's experiencing feel all of this stuff you know, emotions and he's turned on and whatever. And he ends up sleeping with this gal that the, the doctor was having an affair with. And that's like the only like thing that's uh, in angelic about yeah. him and the way he moves throughout everything. And then for him to just at the snap of a finger, all of a sudden he's like, yo, I'm the bad guy. And then the show's over. Uh, it was a little, it was a little lackluster. I think the writing of it, like making this, angelic person who's helping him the whole way like that was interesting i just think that i would have wanted to see more of it i I like sometimes in a show like especially this show i would have liked to be that like fourth like that person behind the fourth wall who knows right like all knowing like oh this guy's bad and oh there's these little tells and like i can see it like yeah he was like kind of cagey and weird as an angel, but he also had very strict rules that he couldn't directly be involved in things. Yeah, he can never have a, a like a hand in like doing yeah. anything literally. And he like already overstepped his like 
bounds or walked over the, you know, crossed the line a little bit to help John by even just saying really cryptic shit. <laughs> that is At never times. really helpful. That to John never ever. was super helpful. Um, but like jogged enough of like John's brain cells into figuring something out. Yeah. I think, um, I, yeah, I think this is like, we can talk about it in the context of like a lot of the other shows that we've watched, right? Alcatraz has the warden consistently where we're, we're not seeing him do necessarily evil things, but there are nefarious things happening that we watch cowboy yeah. bebop. We watch, um, uh, vicious, the, the antagonist there, we see most of his storyline unfolding and why he dislikes, uh, jet, the main protagonist of that show. Right. So like, we know that there's motivation and story back here. We get this angel who is ostensibly a being of pure light and goodness and in like the biblical sense perfect in every way is just evil because some reason that we don't know about and then the show was canceled, right? Obviously, they would have fleshed that out in the second season, but like this yeah. is kind of our job is to like talk about what could have happened in the second season yeah. or what was wrong with the first season that caused this when you don't have like an antagonist to focus on. You know, it's not like we see the devil or we see, you know, the the brujeria even in like a huddled mass around a boardroom, you know, trying to plan the evil of the world, right? Like nothing, no, none of that happens. Yeah. And so it's just like a missed opportunity from the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably, uh, probably one of my major criticisms along with, along with the characters, uh, like, you know, spot what you said about John was spot on. He was the only interesting character. He had a lot going for him. Um, I think he probably had the most source material to go from as well as oh, far certainly, as writing yeah. goes. All right. Uh, so there's gotta be some credit to that, but, um, yeah, I mean, Zed was fine, I guess. They well, she only started getting interesting toward the end, like again, a little bit too the last late, two episodes, a little too late. She like finally, the, the 10th, 11th out of the yeah. 12 episodes are the best set episodes, yeah, yeah, because we actually get to see something about her. She's yeah. usually just like she's usually just kind of a tool in John's tool belt that yeah, he's she's just like, like hey, I need to know, like, like the, the map is doing its, its shit. Uh, tell me where to go give me a vision you know? about where we're supposed to be now exactly and he takes her sometimes and sometimes he doesn't you yeah. know the the characters disappear a lot which for me is like really confusing it's not yeah. like there's a reason why it was like they didn't have enough budget most of the time to have all three characters in a scene like speaking of, of Chaz, john and, and zed specifically um it felt like they're like, oh, well, we don't have enough money to put all three of them in most scenes or in an episode together. So we have to have some excuse. Budgetary constraints that you're talking. Well, about, I'm just, I'm certainly. just talking shit. I'm, no, you know, I mean, like, you might that's be right, a real though. thing, but like, they're just like, oh, well, you know, we got to mix it up somehow. So like, uh, Chaz is doing stuff. He's not in this episode. <laughs> Zed, come with me to this place, and we're gonna figure this out, right? And then it would be the opposite, where you know, Zed would be like really tapped out from the previous episode, she would be in a scene and then she's just like sleeping. Okay. Bye. And, and the, it's the fort, the, the fortress or yeah, whatever you want. To they call have it. this fortress in, in Atlanta. Oh, that's yeah. actually another positive. I'm going to say the show is filmed in Atlanta, Georgia, which like, I don't really have an opinion about that as a place. I've never actually been to Atlanta, yeah. but it's something different than like LA or New York. 
Yeah. yeah and I, I appreciate that, was too. that they go to a lot of places, right? They make it feel every time they go to a different place, like you're in the Pennsylvania mining country or that they're in yeah. uh, Louisiana and showing, you know, the, the French quarter and those kinds of things. Like having it be in a different place every episode or mostly in different places is like genuinely refreshing to me from like a viewing perspective of like somebody who watches a lot of TV. A lot of TV play shows take place in either the same sets over and over again or the same uh, like places in, in the world. Uh, and I like that it was very different. Yeah, so many shows, specifically even, uh, you know, crime procedurals yeah. and whatnot, are so based and grounded in, in the area that these agents or whoever cover. And it was it was very interesting and cool to see that there weren't like those clear boundaries for him. Like he could have gone anywhere. Yeah. One of um, my shows that I've been rewatching lately, just cause it's like been something to throw on in the background while I do things is, is a NBC show also that was airing at a similar time called grim. Um, oh, I've which, heard of it. Yeah. It's, it's a fun yeah, you know, little, seen it's a crime procedural show, right? But mm-hmm. it takes place in Portland and it's like very actually filmed in Portland and it's like very evident. And the city is like a factor in a lot of what goes on. And, you know, Portland is a weird place. Their motto is keep Portland weird, right? And so the fact that the show's weird and in a weird place and utilizing the natural landscape and beauty and characters of that city enhances the show, in my opinion. And same thing with this show, right? Where you're seeing a lot of the, like, Southern charm and you're seeing a lot of the older architecture from the South and you're seeing, you know, I I just really appreciated that. And that's like, good job. Shows happen in more places than just LA and New York. So thumbs up to Constantine for showing us a different place. Yeah, things happen in more than just two places in the (laughs) US. Like, it's a pretty decently sized place with things going on. Uh, Yeah, I think... um, yeah, I think my negatives, yeah, uh, mainly just that the show didn't really have any any interesting characters. Would you have watched um, the second season of it? It's funny. I was, uh, I don't know if it's because we've been doing this for a few episodes now or uh, it's how I'm just thinking, but I was asking myself that question as I was watching the show, like toward the end. I was like, yeah. would I watch more of this? Um, I know that I would, right? Like I would. thinking about it from like the the uh, CW show, I believe it's on CW, Supernatural, right? Like has like 19 seasons or whatever. It's like one of the longest running shows of all time. Yes. It is basically that, but with characters that I think are more interesting than the characters that are in Supernatural, personally, from what I've seen mm-hmm. of it. Um, and having like a, a well drawn out like comic source material you have like a lot of stories and a lot of ways that you could take it and we know that the character had legs because they continued to cast the same character in more shows right like as i mentioned like matt ryan appears as constantine in the same universe it is it is he mentions now that i like have watched the show i understood some of the things that he mentions in those other shows but it is one connected continuity right and so like i would have enjoyed to see more of this personally yeah, I probably would watch a second season. I think it would have been interesting. I think that what we we would have seen from a second season was, or at least what I would hope to have seen, you know, it depends on whether or not writers actually learn from the positives and negatives <laughs> of the shows we that know they that write. Writers really, which learn. like often, sorry, writers. I feel like they don't. Like I don't know. I haven't been in a writing room. I don't know, but they all kind of seem. At least I get the impression that a lot of them are very bullheaded and they're like, no, I know like where this needs to go and I don't give a shit if anybody else thinks this is bad because how many shows 
keep going in the same direction when the feedback is terrible, right? Yeah, and that's also one of those hard things where like shows aren't aired the day after they're made unless you're South Park. And so it's really hard to get that like feedback. You know, they're airing the show. They think they've, you know, maybe they're filming the last two or three episodes, right? As the first episode or third episode's airing. But, you know, they don't necessarily have the opportunity to course correct. But I agree with you that oftentimes in their writing, they have, they, they can have this like devil may cry of like, this is the way the show's going, you know, damn anyone else who doesn't think the same way that we do. And that is fair sometimes, but oftentimes it can lead them into holes. That is basically the genesis of our show here, where you write your, yep. your characters into a hole and people weren't interested enough to keep going. And so then you have our podcast to resolve the, these issues for you. Thank you. Arrogance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I think in, in season two. Yeah. What would you have wanted? Our prediction moment here. I think in season two, we probably would have seen obviously more development with the whole Manny situation. Hopefully there would be a little bit more of like a gelling or a gluing of the characters to each other. Right. So we see them more all together interacting and see the dynamic of uh, Chaz and Zed. We don't see a lot of them Yeah, there's together. very little development between the two and of them. And I think it would be a very interesting, at least for an episode, if you see John incapacitated or off screen and doing his own thing, dealing with something on his own, and you see the other two dealing with whatever threat there might be with the abilities that they have. Yeah. Right? They like, come I think close that would to it be in a one compelling episode. episode. And it's yeah, one they of the do come episodes. close, but then, yeah, I, I just, I would love to see more of that kind of interaction and, and probably some better development for, for Chaz and Zed because it was underwhelming and they kind of started getting there and we kind of started peeling behind uh, or seeing behind the curtain, peeling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I just, I just really... Yeah, I, I just I think that would have been <laughs> I think that would have been what I would want to see in in a season yeah. two. I think those are those I are fair think, wants. Yeah, and and I would like to see even if it was like let's say let's say this this season goes for five six or the show goes for five six seasons nine okay. seasons whatever. Manny is the ultimate big bad. Right. Right. The thing that we John, have to kill for John things to be resolved. John v Manny, the title fight at the <laughs> end. That's what concludes the show. Mm-hmm. I would like to see. I would like to see Manny's like lieutenants, yeah, go up against John or John go up against them, and he slowly pieces this whole thing together where he's like, "Oh, these people are part of this," and he slowly discovers that Manny is the big bad, right? right. Like I could see season two, the big bad for that season would be like one of the leaders of the Bujaria or some other big organization that's in league with Manny. And I think that would be interesting. I I think you're exactly right. And I think it was what this season was missing, right? Like, yes, yes. The ways in which the, the mysteries of the world are abstracted away are helpful to the show because it means that they don't need to explain a lot of the like occultic and folklore and religious backgrounds of what's going on, but they do it so much that you lose the forest for the trees a little bit in the sense of like, you don't know what's happening on a, on a macro scale on the bigger scale to be right. like, oh, okay, well he's exercising a demon. I understand that like on the principle of it. Right. Check. But then Got it. it doesn't grow to be like, and this demon was r- resurrected by this entity that is, he keeps doing this and we don't know where he is and we need information about that. Right. And I think yeah. that's exactly We need what to find this at. guy and we need to stop him. Right. Yeah. There's none of that. It's, 
this very like you know they pretend like it's it's or they they wrote it in a way that it's like catching smoke yes yeah yeah and it didn't need catching to be that smoke way. that you can't see and don't know is there is the way yeah. that it was yeah versus we well, should it's be able like, to see the smoke it's like catching oxygen but like specific <laughs> art like particles yeah right of our air that we live in and breathe yeah that you can't um, see or feel the, um, yeah i completely agree i i think the other thing and you mentioned you touched on it but like specifically zed's character in one episode which is the two-parter where john uh gets a demon in him mm-hmm. uh we learn about Zed was raised in this like religious cult thing where they were trying to use her visions to do things. And like her uh, biological father is like the head of it. And so mm-hmm. they, these cult members are like coming after her and they like drug her and sedate her and take her away. But then she escapes. And like, then that story is just gone. It's just finished. Right. It's like yeah, halfway through evaporated. the season. Yeah, yeah. It just stops being relevant anymore. And then it focuses on the fact that she has this brain tumor. Right. Which is again, interesting, but it comes too late. If we learn that the third episode and then that slowly develops where we keep seeing these like hints of it, or like, man, she keeps stumbling or she keeps doing this one tick, right? Yeah. But it comes too late for us to care. And then same thing, the father thing could have come slightly earlier and then could have been a focal point where these characters just keep coming up. And you're like, what? Like, you know, Constantine's just confused about why these people keep coming after them that are unrelated to the case that they're working on, right? And so yeah. I would have liked that development of who this is. And then you have your big bad at the end of the season, right? Just Where even if it yeah. wasn't the focus and you still have Manny showing up, you have like this evil fatherly character that has been doing bad things to try to get Zed back the whole time. That would have been more interesting than, you know, the ending. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. It, uh, part, part of me was suspecting maybe it was the Brujeria. Oh, you think that like he, well, the father, was part of the Brujeria? Maybe. I yeah, very well could have been. Um, you know, they. I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't remember a, a time like Zed is Hispanic. Yep. They don't. As far as I can remember, they don't specifically cover her actual nationality. No, they do say that she speaks Spanish, though. Yeah, um, she's which a, is she's funny a, a fluent then they go speaker. To Mexico and they don't bring her. Yeah. Which is like her whole point. She was like, she says something in Spanish to uh, to John. That was a little funny, a little quick. No, it was great. They have their the characters have funny moments yeah. and interactions. That's why it's fun. Yeah. But it's it's not enough to make you feel like it's an ensemble cast. It feels like yeah. the John Constantine show, which it is, but it doesn't it doesn't hone in on that enough, and it introduces too many other characters for you to have like. It's trying to be an ensemble cast without having an ensemble. And then it's yeah. trying to be a solo show without focusing only on the solo. Yeah. It's kind of caught in the middle there. Yeah. They kind of need to just pick one. And I think the ensemble would have been, would have been stronger. Um, well, and that's why John is better in legends of tomorrow. I don't mean to keep talking about a different show, but like when you pivot, when you take John, who's this like very rambunctious roguish character and put him with this like cohesive team of superheroes, it is fun to watch because he's, crazy and he just wants to drink and smoke and talk about yeah. demons and everyone's else like we have to save this you know person falling off of a building and he's like okay whatever love and then smokes right like that's fun and they don't have that in this show did you like my bad british accent i was just about to say that uh i both do and don't wish for you to record an entire episode in your <laughs> 
horrible British accent. We should have. I'm like not going to offer one better. I'm just saying that I should be like an it. incentive, like on our Patreon or something. Like, oh lord, you know, if if someone donates a certain amount of money, I'll do it. You will have to do an Irish accent, and I'll have to do a British accent for a whole episode, and we'll watch like a British show. Oh, I get the harder one. You do an Irish accent all the time. Uh, yeah, I guess do it right fine. now for our listeners so they know no, I'm not just bullshitting. I, I'm not going to do it. You have to preview it for them so they'll donate. No, I prefer the whole mystery thing. Like, is it good? Is it bad? I don't have a single taste of it. I really need to know. Okay. Kind of, and that's my scapegoat for getting out of having to do it. Um, and embarrassing yourself on your own show. And completely embarrassing myself, like you did. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. With, I'm red-faced and I'm happy about you're it. You're fine. Um, you're fine. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm tapped out, man. I don't know if I have anything else that I that I really feel like I need to say, other than other than the fact that Lucy, LOL, like. Oh yeah, happened? we do need to talk like, about this. You know? So it's for our listeners again. We didn't cover this in synopsis. Our synopsises could be like 28 pages if we really wanted to, and we just recount like every detail of the show. But we we try to cut it down as much as possible. Uh, yeah. John in the pilot episode is has voluntarily checked himself into a mental institution because of the events that happened where I was talking about where he exercised somebody and then banished a child's soul to hell along with cursing his own soul to go to hell. And then he learns that a, a close friend of his, his daughter is going to be the subject of like an attack. Right. And so it's like his duty to try to help her and teach her, uh, you know, what, what all this occultic stuff is going on and her abilities and all that stuff. Her the character's name is Lucy and the whole pilot focuses a, a lot around her. We watch her kind of get into this cult world. We watch her discover uh, this scrying ability where she can find these danger points on the map. Um, we, we see her father in the past doing things like very, it's she's clearly meant to be a cast member. And then they just hand wave her away in the first, uh, 10 seconds of the second episode, they say like, Oh, she ran off to her, you know, relative in California. Uh, but she scried a bunch of things on the map so we can have a plot element for later. They basically say <laughs> that they don't actually say yeah. that, but they do say that. But basically, and yeah, you're right. It's wild. So we have this character that we spent a whole entire pilot episode introducing that is clearly meant to be something. And who I am 98% sure is a recurring character in the comics that does not come back. Yeah, I thought that was funny, and I genuinely, for most of, Zed was in episode two, right? Yeah, no, she shows up immediately. So, that's what I thought. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was episode three or whatever. In but, episode um, two, we see her drawing Constantine. Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, and we have no idea at why. the mining it's the town end of the episode whatever, of yeah. episode two. But oh, that's like, right, that's right, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's it's the stinger of episode two. Yeah, so, you know. They both, they they don't look the same, but they both have like dark curly hair, bright eyes, a similar like figure, all of that. Like I genuinely, for the longest time, <laughs> didn't realize. It, it was probably until the third episode when she was actually in the episode like fully and was interacting and everything, a little bit more that I realized it wasn't the same person or the same character. I you, realized that the name was different, but right. I was I was like. Huh, they changed her. What the? Wait, was did do I need to You thought that there was a one? recast of the same actress. It's what it, yeah, kind yeah. of, but then I did notice that her name changed and I was like, "Well, that was weird. Why did they change this same person's name?" And then I went, "Oh shit. That's a different person. That's a completely yeah. different character." What? And then and then I 
you know, uh, had to figure out why. Um, yeah, we discovered doing some research that there was uh, internal creative differences amongst like the showrunners and the writers. And so after they had filmed the pilot, because pilots are often filmed like weeks, months, yeah. a long time in advance of the rest of the show before they get like picked up, they decided to recast uh, the main female lead uh, that that live character and recast uh, Zed uh, her character in in her place who you know I don't know what the other female lead would have done for the show in the sense of like how she would have been or played with John or any of that stuff I like Zed and John's interactions they're fun because they're both like kind of bullheaded and like to be competitive for no reason but mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to see some other character like we talk about like we need a more ensemble in this ensemble cast she should have yeah. shown back up in episode six after john had uh put the demon in his body and she is the one that comes and saves him and then she's part of the gang or something like that right yeah there, there could have been stuff with that but they didn't unfortunately do that and unfortunately you know the actress was was fired yeah i really liked um i really liked ann's character and i don't I, know i was is. hoping she was the one who um was his former? She was oh, the, the one nun. Who was his that former shoots lover, him. the nun yeah. in Mexico, who shoots him. I really liked her character. She I liked good. her dynamic, and she made him feel more human. And in in that moment, because he actually like expressed emotion, and like you could tell that he <laughs> regret. Well, not, like obviously, yeah. he expressed emotion, but he exp- deep emotion, like romantic feeling, and like regret and guilt, and I don't know. It was just a really I don't know. I, I I liked the dynamic that they had, and I could have seen that going like very far. I, it just would have been interesting to see more of that, I guess. No, I I totally agree, and I think there is like have her join the cast at the end of that episode, right? Where right, she that's what I'm saying. Became a nun, and then you know she decides that this is what she likes. The other big thing, and this was one of the things I, I noted in my in my notebook, was that that. John knows everything and everybody else knows nothing all the time. And it gets kind of grating to a certain point where he's like, and this magical artifact was from this thing that happened then. And it's the only way to stop this magical thing. And you're like, okay, I can understand that you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of all these like occultic, religious, whatever. But like so many, every single time, everybody else is the butt of the joke, including the audience of not understanding something. And she's like the one other person who's like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, we can do this. We can try this. And yeah plays off John's insane options and she's like oh well here's an actual more reasonable way we could do it and then she's the Mm -hmm. one that ultimately exercises Pazuzu which is the demon that possesses John which for some people on the internet will find very funny Um, she's the one that does the exorcism on him and succeeds right and it's like this great cathartic moment and so then to have her join the cast would have been great but then she leaves and it's sad yeah yeah i could have seen her also coming back in season two and being part of the regular cast or something i, I don't know yeah or just I, even I having like been... a recurring bit part where she keeps showing up yeah they, they have one recurring character that's outside of the gang and that's like this new orleans cop who zed knows is going to die like horrifically but like can't really mm-hmm. tell him or doesn't know if she should tell him and again like this interesting character that you could bring back recurringly and they do that and it's interesting yeah yeah good old good old jim Good old I'm, I'm proud that you know his name and didn't need to look it up. Yeah, um, yeah, he was an interesting character. I, I wanted to to know more about him as well, but we just didn't get time. And obviously, the show was canceled. But and the show was a little short for like this type of show. You know, it you was. want like oh, a, yeah, an 18 yeah. episode, 24 episode, and I feel exactly. like they knew they were canceled, and so they like ended it early because the last episode is really anticlimactic. 
Well, they had written, so I actually was looking at this. Uh, they had a script for a 14th episode. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Called The Final Girl, hmm. which would have aired if the season had been canceled. So, like, he had put to, like, the writer, the the Daniel Cerrone, um, which was one of the executive producers, he, he had a script written and ready to go and released for episode 14, and it just never happened. There's not any information for what I've seen about the script or there's nothing we can pull from it to say this is what was going to happen or this is yeah. how things may have been tied up or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. However, it did exist. So I think that they probably did anticipate it being longer and maybe wrapping things up. Like maybe Manny's whole reveal yeah. to us, the the viewer, was a mid-season plot point. That's what I'm saying. It feels like a mid-season cliffhanger. It, it did. It did. It genuinely did. And I think that it just ended. It it just did. It it did so poorly that that uh, it just ended too soon. And they yeah. they didn't even get to put out all of the episodes they wrote. So. So I think another... now we're at a natural point to talk about our our ratings for the show. Um, yeah. Andrew, do you want to familiarize uh, both our recurring listeners and our new listeners about uh, the way that we rate our shows. You seem to always forget. So I'll re-say it for you too. <laughs> I need a refresher every single time because I'm stupid. No. Um, so it's a, it's a five star scale. Zero is you wrote a plot or you wrote a, you wrote a story and you called up your best friend. And you said, Hey, I need, you, I put something together. I need you to, to, to read it and let me know what you think. I'll buy you beer. I'll get you pizza. We'll hang out. And I really just, I need to hear your feedback. And the really good friend knew that their friend needed this. They knew that they needed this project to persist. And they didn't tell them it was shit. <laughs> They weren't being a good friend and being honest with them, and so they let them make this horrible, horrible show. Right. That was bad. That was from, a long-winded from way the of saying initial that, but... single sentence plot synopsis. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, I'll say it again a little more concise. Yeah, Zero that was a long-winded answer. I know. I know. Zero is basically someone wrote a show, and the people that they told it to very early on weren't honest enough and saying, "Hey, I." I don't think this is good because it's a very hard thing to, to do when you, you're telling a close friend or a close coworker. So that's zero. Zero is this shouldn't have existed. Should have like never been made. The, the idea shouldn't have gone past an idea. One is, you know what? This was an, an interesting enough ep or a idea to create a pilot. Pilot was bad. Pilot didn't get me going. Let's just stop it there. Yeah. Two. Great. One season was enough. We We're don't need any more. Like we don't need any more. It's it just its right. Chance. It got its chance. It you know, it didn't work. Let's call it. Let's call it here. That's fine. Quit while we're behind. <laughs> exactly. Three is you know what, this was a good show. I would have watched a couple more seasons. Right. I would have definitely watched more of this. A little bit of a shame it ended. It was fine that it did, whatever. But I, I would have watched more. 
Yeah, it's a very neutral, and and as I've said in previous episodes, it's the when we recommend a show and it's a three, it's a watch at your own risk kind of show. Right. Like if, if it sounded interesting to you when we talked about it, you should watch it and you'll probably enjoy it. If it didn't sound interesting, let it go and leave it behind. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, you thought I was gonna sing. I wasn't because I don't I know. I did. I'm just laughing at what I, I you were trying to do. Uh, four is this was a great show. It is really too bad that it was canceled. I will rewatch this show because I think it was good. Yeah. Uh, your your Pan Ams, your uh, Alcatrazes. If you're on, the I did other not side give Alcatraz a four for the record. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. what would you give it a three? I gave it a, a three. five. Because you're, you're an insane person. Um, and then five is, it is actually a crime. This was canceled. A criminal and crime. I hate everyone who did it. It's a criminal crime. And y'all suck. Yeah, it's, it's it. you know, it, we know the shows that we're talking about. Some of us have watched these shows and they're very, very yeah. good. We'll, we'll talk about them in future episodes. But there are shows that are easily fives and fours that really deserved much more of a shake. 100%. Um, and, and just didn't get it for, for viewerships, for budgets, for actor differences, for writer stress, whatever it is, right? Um, and so fives are exceedingly rare. Um, but we want to find the shows that are the fives. That's the whole point of the podcast. Yep. To, to find the diamonds in the rough, as we, as we said when we started. Andrew, what is your star rating of Constantine? You know, I'm struggling a little bit okay. between between two and three because you you all just heard me talk about it. I did enjoy this show. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, three. I'm going to go okay. three because... because if if I go by the definitions of of the way we were doing this whole thing, yeah, I would have watched another season or two, just yeah. to see if it got better. Right. If if I was at a bar and gave you the story of Constantine, you would be interested enough to watch some of it to to try yeah. it out to to potentially enjoy it, right? And then if you liked yeah. it, you would you would keep going. Yeah. And, hey, um, side note, uh, the movie with Keanu Reeves, same character? Question. Mark? Yep. Cool. Never saw it's it. It's not the um, same character in the sense of like they don't stick to the source material like at all. Right. But like, but like the concept is similar. Yes. Yeah. Thought so. Never saw the movie. Hope it was good. Uh, I think it's like kind of okay. Yeah. It's like one of the. It's like a two, maybe a three. I, I don't think we it went down as like one of the greatest movies of Keanu's. Uh, uh, you do or you don't think it went down? I don't think it went yeah. down as one of the better. It's no Bill and movies Ted. in his film. No John Wick. It's no Dracula. Right. It was no speed. Um, God, Keanu Reeves Speaking is of which, in Dracula, I'm pretty sure that my fake British accent that we'll do in a future episode is better than any British accent that Keanu Reeves does in that entire movie. Yikes. You should, Yikes. if you, listener or Andrew, if you guys haven't, just pull up clips of Keanu Reeves in Dracula, which is actually a good movie, um, and watch him pretend to be British, and it's hilarious. Interesting. All right. Well, Presley, what did you think? What's your star rating? I'm definitively in a three on this one. I I really like the character. As I mentioned, the casting is so fucking perfect. And it's so perfect that they resurrected him and brought him in different shows and different properties and is the voice actor for him, right? Like he clearly has legs. And so I would have loved to have seen more of the show and I would have watched it. Uh, One of the things that I'll come back to in in future episodes, I'm sure, is that when I like a show, I don't want to finish it. And I 
stopped on the I watched the penultimate episode and then I didn't watch the end of the show for five more days because I didn't want to finish it. And so that's like a very clear demarcator of like, I really enjoyed a show, so I didn't want it to end. Um, and I think it's really solidly a three. Uh, you know, there's maybe a day where I would give this a four if I was like drunk, but um, I think it's really solidly a three. If you enjoyed us talking about it, think some of these things are interesting. Think the occult and like spirituality and like weird horror stuff is interesting. You should watch the show. You'll like it. Um, so I, I think we're settled that this is a, a three from both of us. A certified three out of five stars from season one. Yes, um, I enjoyed it. And I hope that our listeners enjoyed listening to the podcast that we brought to them. Andrew, where can they find us? Season one pod.com. Yes. As well as season underscore one underscore pod on all socials. Yes. Um, and we'd love to hear feedback, hear your thoughts questions comments concerns uh rights to you know if you have like a complaint department we take those leave us a review and tell your friend uh, about the podcast we would genuinely really appreciate it we, you know we're just starting out but uh, we love hearing our listeners feedback and hearing what you like about the show and what you don't like and what we can improve on um it, it does help us and it, it it gets us into more people's ears and uh illuminates their eyes about the wonders of canceled television that is our show we're cutting that. Yeah. So we're not cutting and, that. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead and, uh, yeah. DM us. Let, let us know what you think. Um, tell your friends. We, we would love to hear or love to, to, to see more people listen to this. And, and it's been really fun so far. Appreciate you guys listening this far. I hope it's interesting. Uh, we hope to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll plug is our Patreon. Uh, we just started this recently uh, and, uh, you know, we, we are doing this all on our own for free for the good of the listener. But if you feel like you want to uh, help us out, help pay the bills as it were, help pay for the streaming services because we need to have like 18 of them collectively between the two of us to be able to watch most of these shows, uh, we'd really appreciate your, your contribution there. Yeah. So humble plug for our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash season one pod just like our website and you can find that on our website find all this stuff on our website and we're available wherever podcasts are available andrew do you know what our next show is oh shoot i don't genuinely have no idea because you're gonna tell me okay now that you've uh, uncovered my ruse where i didn't want to pick the next show and now that i do have to pick the next show and be responsible for whatever horror befalls us in episode eight i have picked a show that we were originally going to watch for episode four that you then subsequently fucked up really badly and we had to watch <laughs> the worst show we've ever watched so far so the new the tomorrow next, yeah we're not watching the new I can't tomorrow wait to watch it again. no we are watching the show no tomorrow no tomorrow for Andrew, please write it down six times so you don't forget and watch the wrong show again. Um, so for I'm our listeners, you if you to care come to over along. and put it on the TV for me because <laughs> that's apparently the step that I cannot get to. Yeah, it's impossible for you. Um, so uh, listeners, I hope you will either join us or not join us in watching the show. And we look forward to seeing you all next week. And with that, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. And we watch it so you don't have to.